What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. This is episode 61 with your host, LT Nasty. And we have a lot to talk about in today's episode. I'll be breaking down the NBA trade deadline, all the big trades that happen. And I'll also be talking about some of the big trades in the NHL. Um, more specifically, Vladimir Tarasenko going to the New York Rangers. I'll break down that trade uh, in a little bit. Also going to be previewing the Super Bowl matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, talking about, I'll also be talking about the uh, award winners from uh, NFL Honors. So I'll break down all those awards from you know the Coach of the Year to the Defensive Player of the Year, and so on and so forth. So I'll break down those award winners uh, in a bit. I'll break it down and recap it uh, for anyone that didn't pay attention to NFL Honors. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about. Tom Brady's re retirement, or I should say Tom Brady's second retirement, uh, which is a good segue to the, really get into this episode. Uh, yeah, so if you weren't paying attention uh, or living under a rock, uh, Tom Brady retired again. And honestly, like, it, it's not even like, it's not even surprising like he did not look good this year and i've been seeing articles everywhere you know i've been seeing i saw this thing on sports illustrated uh that they posted that uh, apparently tom brady said he still feels like he's got a little bit of a little bit of uh juice still left in the tank he still got a little, he still feels like he can play uh i doubt that like just no chance like did you see like did you guys see uh, how bad the Buccaneers were this year. I mean, they were awful. And the fact that they snuck into the playoffs at eight and nine or whatever it was, I mean, they, they were terrible. Uh, they were just, the Buccaneers were terrible. And I, I've said this in a previous episode before, uh, Tom Brady should have just retired after, uh, you know, the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, he would have went out on top. And, yeah, like that that would have been the perfect storybook ending right there. Winning your seventh Super Bowl and then retiring right there. Like, and I get it. He wanted to keep playing, but he was not good this year. It And it showed. It was like. Not, and it wasn't just him either. The Buccaneers were not good at all. The fact that they even got into the playoffs at eight and nine is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, so the that that's my thoughts on the whole Tom Brady second retirement thing, which uh, you know, like I said, very anticlimactic. Like. It's like, yeah, we all kind of we all kind of figured he was going to retire because, like I said, this past year, him and the Buccaneers, they were absolutely terrible. Uh, which brings up my next point: uh, the Buccane the Buccaneers, uh, with Tom Brady gone. Uh, sorry, Bucks fans, uh, your team's going to be terrible for the next decade again. Uh, so I hope you uh, hug that Super Bowl trophy. Uh, as tight as possible, because that's probably the last one you're going to get for a while. Uh, anyway, enough of that for a little bit. 
Let's get right into the NFL awards. Uh, the NFL, you know, that took place at, uh, you know, NFL honors. So to anyone that didn't catch NFL honors, uh, here is a recap of the winners. Uh, so let's start. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Uh, offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. Offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner. MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Dak Prescott. Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Uh, Comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith. The Salute to Service Award winner, Ron Rivera. And the FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year, Joe Burrow and Josh Jacobs. Uh, I mentioned when I was going back to my NFL Draft video when... I said that the Jets were one of the winners of the draft. Uh, I was proven right this year. I, I don't want to brag, but I was proven right this year. I mean, uh, you know, with Garrett Wilson winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year and Sauce Gardner winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, I was proven right because they, the Jets, for a while, like I said, uh, they've been awful both defensively and offensively, and both Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner lit it up, uh, made an immediate impact, as I said in that draft video, uh, and they took home the awards. They took home the uh, the uh, it was a clean sweep for uh, for the Jets for the offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. So. Like I said, I don't want to brag. I don't like to brag, but uh, I was pro proven right. The Jets were one of the big winners from uh, last year's draft. Uh, so, well, yeah, this past year's draft. Last year's draft, this past year's, either way. Uh, or I should say the uh, 2022 draft. That's that's what I should have said. Uh Anyway, so, yeah, and then Comeback Player of the Year. I, I want to get into that a little bit before I, I keep going here. Uh, Geno Smith, man, he, uh, he had a really, really great year. I mean, he was getting bounced around from team to team. He didn't really get any chances to be a starting quarterback uh, prior to Seattle. And not only did he go in there to be – and became the starter, but he helped lead the Seahawks back to the playoffs. Yes, they uh, they got their asses kicked by the 49ers, but still, like, uh, unbelievable. It's you, You'll love to hear stuff like this. Uh, and uh, anyway, moving swiftly along, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, like I said, Justin Jefferson, uh, no surprise there. I mean, no surprise there. I mean, honestly, most of the awards, uh, actually, no, all of the award winners didn't really surprise me. But uh, anyway, moving quickly along, uh, let's hop right in to uh, the Super Bowl preview. I'm going to get that done. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be. Eagles and the Chiefs. This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, 
anyone that's watched the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, you know uh, how dominant the Eagles have been in the postseason uh, so far. I mean, on both sides of the ball. It's not like they're good on, on on just like one specific side of the ball. It's not like they're only good at defense. They are a complete package. They are an absolute juggernaut. Uh, we've seen it basically this entire year, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they had a cakewalk easy schedule. Like, Say what you want, cakewalk, easy schedule or not. They basically dominated every team they played. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, that includes my 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 team being the New York Giants. Uh, but uh, we don't we we don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that as a Giants fan. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Eagles just uh, they've been dominant since the season started and uh yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, uh, what they do in the Super Bowl, how they plan to uh, put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and th- that that's the thing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be running for his life during that game. I can see it happening now. I can see the pass, the pass rush just absolutely uh, ripping past uh the uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, just like how do you? It's like how do you stop that Eagles defense? How do you stop the defensive pressure from the Eagles? And I'm going to be honest with you, from what I've seen this season, uh, and especially in the playoffs, you can't. And that and that's another thing. Uh, aside from the defense, you also look at offense. I mean, look at the weapons Jalen Hurts has. He's got Dallas Goddard. Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I mean, how do you stop those guys? How do you stop those guys? And on top of that, Jalen Hurts, not only can he pass the ball effectively uh, and efficiently, he could also run. He could run real quick. He, he's got the speed. So if you, you know, double or triple cover, triple cover his receivers and you give him a lot of time. He's, he's going to book it for a first down. He's going to try to run to get that first down. So not only do you have to worry about him, you know, passing it to one of the uh, one of his, you know, targets in Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, or, you know, Dallas Goddard, but you also have to worry about him, you know, scrambling and running for 12, 15, or 20 yards. So he's he's a dual threat. He's a dual, he's a dual threat. So, uh that's the one thing that's going to be interesting to watch for uh, for for uh, in terms of Kansas City's defense. Like, how are they gonna how are they gonna you know contain Jalen Hurts? That's going to be the big thing to uh, look look towards uh, in this Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, uh, I like I'm not going to give my predictions for this one. Uh, I don't think I've really been. I mean, it's it's really just the final two. I mean, I've given my predictions for uh, most of the playoffs, uh, the wild card rounds, uh, most of the divisional round games. Uh, I think the conference championships I did, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, yeah, no, I did do my predictions for the conference championships games, and both of my predictions uh, didn't go as planned. Uh, but. Yeah, so Super Bowl is going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is always fun to watch. 
But uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs try to contain Jalen Hurts uh, uh, and the Eagles offense, as well as, uh, you know, it's going to also going to be interesting to see uh, how uh, Patrick Mahomes tries to, uh, you know, uh, attack the Eagles defense. You know, what approaches uh, is he going to take to uh, light up the Eagles defense? Because I'm telling you right now, like I said, that Eagles defense has been top-notch all season. So uh, I think it's going to be a little difficult for Mahomes and company. Also, one last thing uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, It's a Kelsey versus Kelsey matchup. It's a sibling matchup. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, uh, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, against his brother, Jason Kelsey. Uh, It's going to be... uh, gonna be fun to watch that i i i i'm gonna imagine right now whoever uh whichever sibling uh comes out the victor in this uh, i'm sure that uh i'm sure those family dinners are gonna be uh or uh family gatherings family dinners after that uh after the conclusion of the super bowl are gonna be very entertaining and very interesting because you know it's basically for bragging rights and I know both of them have their rings. They both won a Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, this one uh, is definitely going to be for uh, bragging rights. So that's that's pretty cool to see uh, two siblings uh, face each other in the Super Bowl. That's pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen that, uh, you know, at all as far as I'm concerned. I could be wrong, but uh, I haven't seen a sibling you know, in recent memory, in recent memory, I haven't seen a sibling versus a sibling uh, matchup in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, let's head to the uh, NBA trade deadline. Let's break that down. Uh, I'm not going to go every I'm not going to go over every big trade or no. No, wait, hold on. I'm going to go over the big trades, uh, but I am not going over and highlighting every other like trade. I am focusing on the big trades uh, that happened. And uh, let's start with an obvious one. Uh, Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, boy. Um, This is going to be interesting because, you know, as we've seen over the years, uh, Kyrie Irving has been problematic uh, for the last couple of teams he's played with. Uh, obviously, the Celtics, uh, you know, obviously, of course, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, when he wanted out, he didn't want to be in the, uh, you know, in the shadows of LeBron. And then, of course, uh, everything that transpired in Brooklyn. Uh, so... It's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens in uh, Dallas. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think most Brooklyn Nets fans are pretty happy that he's gone. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, and like I said, especially after everything that transpired uh, with him. Yeah, I think it's safe to make that assumption. Uh, and then uh, as if things, you know, couldn't get like, uh, as if things uh, weren't bad enough uh, for the Nets, uh, 
Kevin Durant's going to the Suns. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. I mean, that that's it. Nets fans, uh, I got to ask you one question. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Are you guys okay? Uh, because <laughs> I, I don't want to rub salt salt in the wound, but at one not so long ago, the Nets had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant as a trio. And they were, I'm pretty sure they were projected to come out of the East and potentially win a championship. They never even sniffed the conference finals. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Nets fans. I don't want to rub any more salt in the wound, but that that was, oof, yikes. That trio, yikes. It just never worked out, never panned out. Uh and now Kevin Durant is going to the Suns. And if the Suns weren't favorites to come out of the West, uh, they are now. Uh, they most certainly are now. And the thing is, the Suns did not even have to give up uh, any pieces of their uh, core. They didn't have to give up like DeAndre Ayton. They didn't have to give up CP3, Devin Booker. Uh, so... Uh, this is basically an all-in run for the Suns. And I'm going to say this right now, Suns fans. So I hope Suns fans are paying attention uh, to what I'm about to say because it's very important, in my opinion. If you do not, if your team does not make the finals or win the finals, that'll be the biggest disappointment uh, in your franchise's history, especially with all the talent uh, the Suns have currently. Uh Anything short of a finals uh, finals birth or finals appearance or at this point a championship uh, is a colossal failure. I'm just getting that out of the way right now. Anyway, on top of that, uh, moving quickly along. Actually, no, before I continue, as for the Nets, uh, they're in rebuild. They're in rebuild mode for a while. They are right back uh, into rebuild mode. I know they got a lot of draft picks, but like if the Suns are consistently good, consistently a playoff team moving forward, those draft picks ain't gonna ain't gonna help. Just gonna leave it at that. Don't don't come after me, Nets fans. I'm just speaking the truth. Uh, anyway, next the next big trade uh, to get to before we move move on. Uh, Russell Westbrook going to the Utah Jazz in a three-team trade. It was between the Lakers, uh, the Jazz, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I'm going to be honest. Who in their right mind would uh, trade for Russell Westbrook? I'm going to be honest. At this stage in his career where he hasn't been that good the last couple of seasons, uh, which GM in their right mind would trade for him? That makes no sense. Uh, that's just me. And I, I, and the funny thing is, Lakers fans everywhere are rejoicing uh, that uh, Westbrook is gone. I don't blame him. I don't blame them because he was, he was awful, uh, uh, you know, as a Laker. Anyway, but uh, the big thing to note here is that the Utah Jazz also get. The, uh, and I, I'm not going to break down the full details of that trade uh, because I'm sure many of you have already seen it. Uh, 
the Utah Jazz get the Lakers 2027 first rounder protected one to four. What it, you know, it could be potentially one to four. Uh, so, uh, if the Lakers are terrible in 2027, uh, Utah Jazz are going to have, uh, potentially a very, very high draft pick, but that's, uh, that's four years down the line. So we'll see what happens in four years. Who knows? The Lakers may surprise people in four years. Actually, I don't know about that. I don't know why I even said that because, uh, LeBron's retiring in a few years, uh, who knows what's going to happen with Anthony Davis? That entire roster is going to crumble in a few years, and it's going to be back to rebuild mode for the Lakers. That's just me. Anyway, uh, yeah, so those are the big trades to highlight. Now let's move on. Oh, wait a minute. Before we get to the NHL for a little bit, uh, LeBron James. We're going to we're gonna stay with the NBA for a minute. Uh, LeBron James is... Now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I I remember just, it was incredible. I, I don't know what to say. It was incredible. I've been watching him play uh, in the NBA basically my whole life. Uh, you know, 2003 to, uh, you know, obviously now 2023. Uh you know, it's just been a spectacle and a privilege to be able to watch LeBron play. Uh, and the fact, and I have a video of it, him making that shot. I am never uh, making the uh, shot that, you know, helped him pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I will never delete that video ever. I will never delete that video of him uh hitting the shot to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on and become the all-time leading scorer uh, in NBA history. I will never delete that video. That will stay on my phone till I die uh, because such an iconic moment. Um, and I don't know if anyone else saw it. Anyone saw the angle or not the angle, but there was this photo that the NBA posted. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I'm sure it's down on the, uh, their page somewhere. Where is it? I'm trying to find it. Uh, man. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on. I'm trying not to waste too much time here. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Perfect. <coughs> this photo, and if you if you paid attention, uh, then you know what photo I'm talking about. It's him with the step back shot. And if you look at the crowd, every everyone's got their phone out. Except for, well, I can't really tell who doesn't have their phone out. But everyone's got their phone, phones out ready for the video, uh, taking video, ready for the moment to happen. It's, it's a pretty legendary photo already. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty damn legendary photo. Put it in the Louvre. You know, like this photo is already iconic. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of you know s certain sports images, uh, you know, become iconic over time of like certain like moments. This one is already iconic. It took less than twenty four hours for this image to become iconic. Uh, anyway, yeah, 
So a uh, pretty historic moment in uh, NBA history uh, right there. And li- like I said, the fact that I've been, you know, I've been able to watch this guy forever, you know, to see LeBron dominate the game uh, and to do it for so long, it's an honor and a privilege. Uh, and I'm going to make this uh, right. I'm going to make the statement right now. Uh, when he is retired, uh, and I, I think a lot of people are going to agree with this, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It, it should be unanimous, unanimous, first ballot Hall of Famer. And if you don't, and if you don't agree with that take, uh, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Uh, if you think he's not a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer at this point, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Kick rocks. Uh, but anyway. Also, uh, yeah, so aside from that, moving quickly along, uh, the NHL, there were a few trades that went down. Uh, more specifically, I'm going to uh, talk about one particular trade that really picked, piqued my uh, interest uh, in the in the NHL, and that was Vladimir Tarasenko going to the New York Rangers. I am so damn hyped about it. You have no idea. He's on a, and for any of my fellow New York Rangers fans out there, if you watched the last, if you watched the last night's game, I believe it was against the Seattle Kraken. Tarasenko already making his presence known. Uh, already scored a, he scored his first goal with the Rangers literally like three minutes in, and off his first shot too. It's a be- it was a beautifully placed pass from Artemi Panarin, uh, and Tarasen- it went off of uh, Tarasenko's uh, stick right into the net. Uh, I believe right through the five hole of the Kraken uh, goalie. So it was a pretty sick goal. Uh, but yeah, uh, unreal, uh, and. The Rangers needed him. Let's be honest. Uh, the Rangers definitely needed a guy like Tarasenko. I know they've, you know, there were rumors of the Rangers trying to go after Patrick Kane. Uh, obviously, that didn't pan out. And from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks were demanding way too much uh, for him. <clears throat> so the Rangers ended up uh, going out to get uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. And it's such a good trade for the Rangers. And, and the Rangers end up, it's funny, the Rangers ended up tra- uh, trading Sammy Belay, who they got from St. Louis before, and now they sent them back to St. Louis. So they got Sammy Belay from St. Louis, and then they traded him right back. Uh, so uh, Chris Drury with an absolute fleecing. And I know what... Uh, you know, other people are going to say, well, you know, he hasn't been good this year. Uh, you know, the injuries and all that. Yeah, well, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good this year because he was on a Blues team that's been on the decline. The Blues have been awful this year. Hate hate to uh, be that guy, Blues fans, but uh, Tarasenko needed to change his scenery. And he's already making an impact with this Rangers team. And I'm very hyped to get it. I'm very hyped. Uh to uh, have them on the Rangers, which uh, honestly, that might be my uh, next jersey. I might buy, I might mess around and buy a Tarasenko Rangers jersey. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah. 
Uh, what else did I uh, plan on breaking down? Honestly, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to really talk about. Uh, not that I wouldn't love to, but uh, that's all uh, really what I needed to, to get through today's episode. Uh, yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, I'd probably, if I made this episode longer than 30 minutes, at this point, he would just be me rambling about the same stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, next time uh, you uh, see or hear from me, it'll be episode 62, and it'll most likely be three, four days after the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm still figuring that all out. But uh, regardless, uh, I'm out. This has been your host, LT Nasty. Uh, I will see you, uh, see you all after the Super Bowl. Uh, peace.